Okay, the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit, one God. Good evening, everyone, and uh, welcome those who are online and those who are in person, going, uh, continuing and finishing actually the study that we have uh, the book of Nahum, the book of, uh, again, uh, the comforter, the, the, the consolation and the comfort, as we've studied uh, one of the minor prophets and one of the maybe if I may say kind of like a strange book, if you look at it from without knowing and without studying, like, okay, you know, talking about, uh, about Nineveh, talking about the wrath and talking about the anger uh, and all those things. And then looking at that and say, okay, like, what do we have to do with this? And as you've been seeing, and seeing that, uh, that uh, uh, it is actually very relevant, very relevant to what we have and what we do and what we see and what we live in this, uh, day and age of 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 life that uh, that people again people who at one point received the message of repentance but uh, they didn't do with it what they were supposed to do so later on 150 100 and 150 years later we see the the uh, impact of that the impact of that then and the impact of of being uh, instead of being in uh, in uh, repentance and in praising and in appreciating the love and the care of the Lord, we see actually the wrath of the Lord against the city. And as we said, we talked about several things. We talked about God as a jealous God. We talked about God as judge and talking as uh, to uh, about God as the just God, right? Uh, chapter one, we've just kind of like re real quick thing. Chapter one, we're talking about who God is in 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 the vision and in the in the understanding of Nahum and he what he brings to to the people again this is a vision against Nineveh right and or as we said the words actually not just vision but it's what's burden heavy weight heavy weight right in in chapter one and talked about that and talked more about uh, about why is that right and who God is. And then the point of there is time for judgment, right? And we said that what, 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 what God is doing is not just anger and wrath, but it's different, definitely what against whom? Against his enemy, which is Satan. Against an enemy. It's not against people. It's not just like God wants to just, you know, uh, stretch his muscles and flex his muscles and just kind of like, well, I'm going to show you who I am and what I can do. No, absolutely not. And, and we have, as we said before, we have to keep this in mind as far as, the, the, the image of, of God, the judge, in order to understand this and not to get, uh, get like sidetracked and like why, what's happening, especially when we read chapter like chapter three today. So that was chapter one. Chapter two was again, more of <clears throat> what is happening for, 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 uh, for the, 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 the destruction of Nineveh and how that uh, judgment came upon Nineveh and how that, as we, we read before, you know what, that I will stand against you, right? And, and, and the Lord said that, and the Lord said that, you know what, whoever, whoever at one point uh, 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 defile you and, and, and puts you to shame, that's not going to happen anymore. So the idea of God that's standing behind and for his people and standing against the enemy, against Satan, against all the the uh, uh, plot is if you remember that plotting you know that we, we talked about this in, in in the first chapter that there is a plotter that come out of Nineveh who will plot against the people of Israel and the people of God right and that's always the work of Satan and then comes chapter three actually which is very another very detailed image visionary 
graphical uh, texts of of the amount of horror, the amount of, of, of destruction that Nineveh went through. And again, you read this, like, why is it so much details like that? You know, and and you know, as we said before, the whole thing could have done could have could have been just you know summarized in one or two or three verses. You know, the the Babylonian came and they took Assyria into into uh, seized them and took them captive and destroyed the city and took over the kingdom and that's it. But you see, as we will see today in the in the text of specifically of chapter three. That, uh, that there is much more into that, and there is a reason for that. And definitely relating this again to the full, as we always say, when we read and when we study and when we go through the, the Old Testament, we cannot take it away from taking our eyes away from, from Christ and his work and his salvific work with each one of us. So you, you look at all those things and you say, okay, now it actually makes sense. Those details make sense. Because as you read it again now, you see it with a different eyes, with a different set of eyes with different lens like this is not just this the description of the amount of destruction that happened to Nineveh but there's something more into that so <clears throat> that's where we're at again number one was was God the judge the, the the jealous and we said if you remember jealous we said that this particular phrase is only for God only for God that he is jealous for his people right and then God the judge who's judging against this and now chapter three is actually in a way you can read it as the reason why, or the just, the God, the just, why he did this, why there is destruction coming to Nineveh, why that, that big city became nothing, became desolate and became rebel. Why is that? So you'll see this. And as we read this, I want you to focus on two things. Number one, that this is against sin or against devil or against Satan. And also it's against the soul or the spirit or the person that is what refusing the life of repentance right so we'll see like four or five reasons why as we read the text why did god bring judgment on Nineveh? why why did that happen and he's going to actually explain it in in very much detail why is that happening so this is from one point this is god's judgment against evil and also god's judgment against whom a person refused to to repent and in another way, let me add something else also. It is also God's judgment against who? Against the sin, as you will see those reasons why Nineveh is under judgment, because all those things could be things that are what? That are taking control of us. So you can see also that in the text, he's saying that this is God's power against what? Against the sin that could be what? Having us under bondage. See what I'm saying? So three things, I want you to focus on three things. God against devil, God against the person who is loving and liking and wanting to live in sin and refusing repentance. And also it can be God against the sin that is actually what having a hold and having us under its bondage with those things. That there is an actual what, linking it to Hebrews again, there is an actual hope. There is, there is, you know, if those things are taking control of us, as you will see them, that, you know what, God is better and God is stronger and God is willing to do this, right? So let's, let's read the text and then we'll take it step by step and move on with, with, with uh, what does it mean? And again, what is the, 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 the message behind it? So uh, we have it here on the screen, uh, but I'll read it again from, 
from, as you can follow, I'll read it from the English standard version because it can be actually easier to, uh, to, to, to understand. So just like as, you, as I'm reading, just compare the translation and see uh, the meaning of that. The name of the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Nahum chapter three. Woe to the bloody city, all full of lies and plunder, no end to the prey. The crack of the whip and rumble of the wheel, galloping horse and bounding chariot, horsemen charging, flashing sword and glittering spear, hosts of slain, heaps of corpses, dead bodies without end. They stumble over the bodies. Again, it's very, very graphic. Right? As you read, you can just like watch a movie in front of you and see what, what kind of horror is that. People are stumbling over dead body. Horsemen charging, flashing sword and glittering spear, hosts of slain, heaps of corpses, dead bodies without end. They stumble over the bodies and all for the countless whoring of the prostitute. Graceful and of deadly charms who betrays nations with her whorings and people with her charms. Behold, I am against you. Again, second time. That's what we stopped at last time. Behold, I am against you, declares the Lord of hosts, and will lift up your skirts over your face and will make nations look at your nakedness and kingdoms at your shame. I will throw filth at you and treat you with contempt and make you a spectacle. And all who look at you will shrink from you and say, wasted is Nineveh, who will grieve for her? Where shall I seek comforters for you? Are you better than Tebus? which is here, Noamun, right? Yeah, Tiba, Egypt, or specifically Tiba in, in the Southern Egypt in Luxor. Are you better than Tebas that says, that said by the Nile, with water around her, her rampart a sea and water her wall. Cush was her strength, Egypt too, and that without limit put, and the Libyans were her helpers. Yet she became an exile. She went into captivity. Her infants were dashed in pieces at the head of every street. For her honored men, lots were cast and all her great men were bound in chains. You also will be drunken. You will go into hiding. You will seek a refuge from the enemy. All your fortresses are like fig trees. With first ripe figs, it's shaken. They fall into the mouth of the eater. Behold, your troops are women in your midst. The gates of your land are wide open to your enemies. Fire has devoured your bars. Draw water for the siege, strengthen your forts, go into the clay, tread the mortar, take hold of the brick mold. There will the fire devour you. The sword will cut you off. It will devour you like the locust. Multiply yourselves like the locust. Multiply like the grasshopper. You increased your merchants more than the stars of the heavens. The locust spreads its wings and flies away. Your princess are like grasshoppers, your scribes like clouds of locusts setting or settling on the fences in a day of cold. When the sun rises, they fly away. No one knows where they are. Your shepherds are asleep, O king of Assyria. Your nobles slumber. Your people are scattered on the mountains with none to gather them. There is no easing your hurt. Your wound is grievous. All who hear the news about you clap their hands over you for upon whom has not come your unceasing evil. Glory be to the Lord.
Holy Trinity, Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, now and forever, the ages of all time. Very, very harsh text, right? Very harsh text. And in much, much details. And again, why, why the need for all those details, right? The, the, this is all describing what? The fall of Nineveh, right? But it's going into, into, into details. So let's take it and see what's happening. Number one, again, as we said, this chapter is about the just. Why God judgment came? And you can see this in the first two or three verses. Why is that? What does he call Nineveh? Number one, bloody city. Number two, full of lies. Number three, robbery, robbery. Okay, and then later on he talks about he describes Nineveh as what in first in verse uh, <coughs> excuse me four as a harlot as a prostitute, right? And then not only that he describes her or he he says that she's using what witchcraft, right? Hmm. Sorcery, yes, or witchcraft in, in, in Arabic, actually, but the actual is, is witchcraft. So you see, again, we'll, we'll take this as, and again, as, 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 I, as I said, just keep those three things in, in your mind. Again, this is God against evil, God against the person who is refusing to repent, and God against the sin that can be taken control over us. So what is that? <coughs> Number one, <clears throat> A bloody city. What does that mean? A bloody city. City that is full of blood. Full of blood. And the blood is, 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 a, is, a, is a sign for what? For death, for murder, for killing, for killing. So number one is saying that you are being judged because of what? Number one, you are full of killing. Right? And if you look at it from the from not only from the from the uh, literal meaning of meaning of killing, but he's looking at also what anybody that is affecting or impacting somebody that we can cause some kind of of of, of any kind of killing, not literal, right? And that's why David in 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 the, in the Psalm fifty he talks about what rescue me from blood blood of my God of my salvation, that I can be a reason to injure someone else, to kill someone else by a word, by an action, by a, by a, by a, uh, whatever that is, but be, be careful, be aware, because that will bring judgment, right? Not necessarily the literal killing of a person, but any action, any behavior, any word, any thing that can actually injure somebody, kill somebody, put somebody to death, right? And how, how many are those, right? How many are those? Whether again, when, remember when we talked about, about, about Nahum in the beginning, we said this could be very, very much example for, 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 for nations, for individuals, for cities, for culture, for society, right? And you see this happening over and over again, right? People are killing each other. Nations are killing each other, right? Here, you know, I don't want to get to politics, but for example, just how, how, how much food that you're throwing here in the U.S. and meanwhile, food or, or people are starving somewhere else. 
how much, you know, even, even vaccine we are throwing here and we have no use of it. And people in the, in the third world and Africa and so forth, they, they, they don't even have enough supply to, 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 to vaccine their people, to vaccinate their people. Right? So in a way, the whole nation, the whole world is actually going into something like that. And that's why I said this, this chapter is very, very, as much as it's terrifying, but as much also as it's what, it's very just. So here he's saying that, but woe to the bloody city, the city that was full of blood, full of killing. And definitely, as we said before, Assyria or Nineveh was very, very, very brutal, very brutal. Also, he comes with another thing, full of lies, of lies. And this is, you know, as, as the Lord himself said, that the Satan is what? The, the father of life, right? So everything that comes, and lying, lying what happened with, with Assyria that nobody can trust him, right? They can go and as, as we, we, we hear the stories and we hear the history, they can go and, 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 and pretend they will be uh, allies with this and this and that. And then at the end of the day, just using or doing what is good for, for themselves. So they were built on lies. Right? And again, I want you, as we, as we read this, I want you to, 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 to parallel this with, with what we're living in. Right? A world that's full of killing, whether literal or emotional or psychological or whatever. A world that's full of lies. Everything is based on lie, right? Again, let's not get into politics, but, but everything, everything. You can't even trust anybody. You can't trust anybody. And sadly, it gets into our own people, the people of the Lord that we know. I don't know if really what you're telling me is the truth or not. I can't trust you. So as we're going through the just, the cases, the reason why God is being judged or judging Nineveh, we need to keep this in our mind also. Where are we at? Where are we going? And that's why, again, the need for people who are faithful and, 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 and need for the light in the midst of all the darkness, which is us. And we have to be that for the, for the whole world. We can't just keep this into our own walls and say, this is, we are good here. And what, I don't care about the outside. So this is, again, God the just in chapter three. Why all this is happening? And this is from the beginning of the, of the chapter. You know, Woe to the bloody, bloody city, city that's full of blood. Malana, everything, everything. You know, when sin takes control of something, it actually what destroys everything. That's exactly what Isaiah said, right? All the body is sick from the foot till the all sick. Nothing can, can touch you. And again, this is the city that at one point was sitting in ash and in repentance and in prayers and in fasting. What happened? Plunder or robbery. Robbery meaning what? Taking what's not yours. Again, sounds familiar. Right? Again, not, not necessarily literal. But you know what? I want to prove myself that I'm better, so I'm going to rob you from whatever you have. And I don't care because it's about me. And we're all struggling with this and we're all seeing this. But the, th the sad thing is we all don't need to be the robbers and the plunderers. Right? So be careful with that, be careful. All full of lies and plunder, no end to the prey. They just keep going, keep going, keep going. So this, this just one verse actually 
the, 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 the case of God, if I may say that, right? His case, like, why am I coming to judge you? Why all this is happening for you? Because of just in four or in one verse, bloody city full of lies, robbery, and then we'll continue after this. And then he goes on to describing the image that's happening. And in the description, actually, it shows something that's very, very important, that these, these things that's happening to Nineveh are exactly the things that Nineveh did to the, to the, to the, end, to the rest of the world, including Israel, yes, right? Which is the, the, the verse that we'll read tomorrow in the Pauline tomorrow, if, if you, if you, if you, if you, uh, uh, Plant, you'll get what you plant, right? If you seed, if you, if you, if you, if you whatever you, 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 you plant, that's what we'll get, right? So be careful with that also. Whatever we are treating each other at one point to come against us. Don't live in your high, uh, secure uh, shelter and then you know what I can do whatever to anybody and I'm secure. No, you're not secure. Nineveh at one point would never think that this will happen to her, to the city. Right? And that's why they were doing things like, like brutal things, as we said. Disfiguring bodies, uh, killing uh, uh, everything. And that's why he goes in, in, in detail about what is happening to them, because that's actually, that's what you've done to the people. So be careful. And that's the golden rule, right? right? Like whatever you want to do to others, or do to you to the others, right? Whatever that is. Horsemen charging. So now he's, 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 he's describing what's happening. Right, horsemen charging, flashing sword and glittering spear. You see all the the the, the enemy that's coming, and 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 uh, that bodies, as I said, without end, to the point that okay, people are actually uh, uh, stumbling over the dead bodies, and all for the countless whoring. And then this is now the fourth reason: all for what? The countless whorings of the prostitutes. We kind of touched on this as we were studying Colossians. Remember. That's why St. Paul was talking about, like in the beginning, talk about, about the, the, the adultery, right? And the adulterers. Because of that. Because he's saying that you were actually what? In a way, you are committing adultery. Right? You're going after another God. And not only that, but you are so beautiful from the outside. This is, this is the, 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 the crazy thing about it. Right? Deadly charms, he calls it, right? And that's exactly what sin is. At one point, it's what? It's beautiful. It's, 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 it's attractive, right? But then that, that, that beauty is what is, is for what? For death, leads to death, right? It's that comfort that we are in and that, that life that we're living and that's like, I'm just enjoying myself and just doing whatever I am. You know, and why God and why all those rules and why all those don'ts and do's, you know, let me just enjoy, let me live my life. This is what everybody's saying now, right? And we are already very tired and life is very hard and we, God knows how much we're struggling. So what's wrong to just live our life? Lies and robbery. Actually, not robbing from each other, but we are robbing what, what is? What is God? So here he's continuing with that. Another reason for that because of what? Because all and all for the countless whorings of the prostitute or in this translation, because of the multitude of harlotry of the seductive harlot. 
the seductive hardness is actually the beauty or the what that's why this is better even which, which is what the the deadly charm deadly charm in arabic um so it looks very beautiful but that beauty leads to what Lead to death right sounds familiar again sounds very familiar that's all what the world is saying now right do this, invest your money here, go there, you know, just uh, take whatever you want to take, just live your life, just all those things, very beautiful. But at the end, it leads to what? To adultery. Okay. And that's, again, this is the case of Christ against, or the case of God against Nineveh. And actually, as I'm saying, the case of Christ, because as we read last time, St. Cyril the Great talks about this as all oh, this is a reason for the incarnation. For God to come to become man in order to defeat this, to change this. And if this was the, 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 the result of the fall of that corrupted nature, then that corrupted nature by what we're, what we're reading here as a, as, a, as a description needed what? Needed the creator to come back and to do what? To restore that one more time. That will never be restored by A, you're forgiven. No. It's not going to be restored, but to buy just the case or the understanding that God came and died for our sins. Yes, that's part of it. Yes, but there is much, much more into that. Right? This much of corrupted nature that's been full of blood, full of adultery, full of robbery, full of lies, had to be what? Restored again. Restored again. So that's, that's the beauty when you read St. Cyril of Alexandria, a contemplation about Nahum. He, 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 we, 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 if you know, St. Cyril is all about the incarnation, right? So he links it right away. This is actually because of Christ has to come and do this and this and this. All of the countless whorings of the prostitute, graceful and of deadly charms, who betrays nations with her whorings and people with her charms. And then another reason he goes on with that, which is um, in, at the end of chapter of verse four, uh, her charms, charms is again in another translation, the witchcraft, the sorcery, right? And, 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 and when you hear witchcraft and sorcery, you always link this to what, to the work of what? Of devil, right? So whatever that is, but there is, there is, there is, there is a reason for that. There is like someone in the background working on that to set this up and to set us up so we can fall into that. But it's all the work of, of devil, right? And, you know, if you remember going to Africa, you, you remember those encounters with, with witchcraft and, 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 and how hard is that and how, how brutal that is, right? The point that you know, if, 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 if uh, like a mother, you know, ha gave, gave birth to a child that that's for any reason have some kind of infirmity, they actually they, they, they threw the baby away, literally threw the baby away because they said that this is this is haunted or that's the witchcraft or this is effect of devil. So literally, they would throw babies away on the side streets. Hmm? They just throw them whatever happens if somebody found them somebody like we, we know examples in the church of people who were just found in, in, in by the gate of the church right so there is there is what i'm trying to say that there is there is there is a full kingdom of evil that is working against that don't take it light when you talk about about adultery and talk about whorings and prostitution this is all done with what 
betrays nations, nations, not individuals, by the work of their or her charms. Charms here is again the witchcraft that there is there is a plan to 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 betray nations away from from the the, the one and only truth. And then again here in, in, in verse five again comes what we what we stopped at last week also. Uh, that uh, I am against you. And this is the second time and the third time is in Ezekiel 38. Those are the only three times in the whole scripture that the Lord is saying, I am against you, which is devil. I'm against you, declares the Lord of hosts. And against you, take it on all the levels that you talked about. But we, you, you don't want to be on that position, <laughs> right? You never want to be in that position that the Lord is saying, what? I am against you. But again, these were people who were at one point on the side of the Lord. One of the, of the, of the very, very few uh, sermons that I personally you know, can never forget in my life that was, was probably early on in the days of, of, of me being involved in the church was uh, a sermon in, in one of the, of the retreats by the, the time of repentance is limited. And I will never forget this. And I think I still have the notes from that, from that probably back in 85 or 86. Time of repentance is limited. It's not open. It's not open. We take it as open. Like what we, you know, tomorrow, you know, we'll always have a chance. We'll always have a chance. Let's just, you know, live. You know, God is good. You know, he's, he's, he's merciful. He knows. But you never want to get to the point that what I am against you. I've, I've had it. It's enough. I gave you all what you need. Now it's time for the fruit, as we'll talk about it tomorrow in the gospel of tomorrow. If you paid attention to the gospel of the, of the Vespers today about the, the seeds and the fruit. Right? Behold, I am against you, declares the Lord of hosts. And again, I'm against you, remember, against sin, against devil, and against the sin that is taking us under its bondage. So don't say that I am weak. Let's look at the bright side of this. <laughs> but don't say that, you know what, I am, I cannot do anything. Why? Because, because the Lord is saying to the sin that is in controlling my life, to the, to the old man that we cannot get out of, to that habit that we cannot get away from that I am against you. I am against you. Face to face. Declares the Lord of hosts. And again, the Lord of hosts, remember? The captain, right? The general. As we're seeing, the Theodore, the general. Declares the Lord of hosts. And will lift up your skirts over your face. What does that mean here? This, this very figurative way of, of, of saying what, that I'll make you what? Shameful. Right? I'm going to... Lift up your skirt by your face. I'm going to let everybody look at your nakedness. Very, very graphic. But why is that? Why is that? What's the purpose of that? At at one point, sin will be what? Exposed. Evil will be exposed with all the ugliness, with all the, 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 the shame that this verse gives us. That sin can never be hidden forever, can never be winning forever, can never be in control forever. At one time, it will be what? Exposed. I will expose your nakedness. That's exactly the same thing in, in Isaiah, by the way. 
I will expose your nakedness. That's what he's trying to say. And again, that nakedness could be, or that, that, that exposure could be the sin that's in ourselves, right? or the person that is refusing, or the work of, of evil. And in May, I, can, I, I may say something else in this particular verse also, that that sin will never be overcome unless we do what? Expose it, right? And it's not easy to expose ourselves, to ourselves. It's not easy. It's ugly. But we have to do it. We have to do it. What, what, what the text is saying here, that this is, again, part of the judgment it's not enough that i will kill everybody that people will stumble over the bodies the people do no no there is something more <laughs> i will expose your nakedness i will lift up your skirts over your face and i will make nations look at your nakedness and kingdoms at your shame again it's not just you know extra words that okay as somebody was saying earlier like we know the theme okay like why the details no because all the details has one has a very, very <coughs> strong message. Has a very strong message. It's very detailed and very relevant. That sin will never be overcome unless it is exposed. And that's 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 a great, great part of of, of the of the of the mystery of the repentance and confession, because that's what happens during. The confession, right? I'm exposing myself in front of God, exposing my nakedness in front of God. This is what's happening, right? And that's why we were discussing this with a group yesterday. This is why the confession should be actually short and sweet. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is what I'm doing. I'm exposing myself, right? And then I, I, I take the absolution, take the, the guidance and leave lighter, happier, joyful. I can never forget this. One of the fathers was telling us, you can always tell if the person is really benefiting from confession or not, the way he walks out of the church. Right? You walk in the church heavy and shameful and you know, very, very, very uh, heavy load. And you come and dump everything and you can walk out jumping. If we really have that understanding. I remember when we were young and then we would like, you know, go to the, to the liturgy and the confession and everything. And then we're crossing the street in front of, of Margarita Siliopas and like we were saying, like, we're ready for a car to come and hit us now. Literally, I, I remember this very well. Like, like what, what else do we need? You're, 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 you're flying. You're flying because your nakedness has been exposed. But then after the exposure of the nakedness, what are you gaining? The, the garment of righteousness, Isaiah 60 and 66, right? Thiab righteous, I gave it to you, I put it on you. So that's why you see, again, why all those details, because this is very, very, very relevant to what we are going through. Whether we are going through killing each other with our words, whether we are robbing each other, whether we are lying to each other, whether we are committing adultery in front of God, whether we are using the power of the enemy or the witchcraft, but at the end, this will all be exposed. I will throw filth at you and, the, and treat you with contempt 
and make you a spectacle. Kind of people will actually, to the point that, that you have those two questions, where is the Disney never? <coughs> Who will grieve for her? To the point like, okay, no, <laughs> no one will grieve over you. No one will actually shed a tear over you because you are what? You deserve this, right? Again, and as we say this, remember we are saying this towards what? Evil, Satan, enemy, sin, right? There's time for, for judgment. And there's time for also victory, victory. So the Nineveh, the great, who was terrifying the whole world at the time, as we see who has actually conquered Egypt with all the greatness of Egypt and all the, the, the army of pharaohs, they were able to actually conquer that. But at one point, somebody will say like, no one will ever, what, grieve over you. Who shall I seek comforters for you? Not nobody even will, will, will feel bad about you, <laughs> right? And again, you see all this happened back again to St. Cyril of Alexandria. See all this happened actually literally to, the, to, 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 to evil with the what? With the incarnation, with the resurrection, with the power of the resurrection. If you, if you remember the, 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 the beautiful icon of, 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 of resurrection, the actual, you know, orthodox icon of resurrection, which is Christ standing on top of the doors, right? And then holding Adam and holding Eve, and then behind him is Abraham and David and some characters, and then underneath is whom? Satan, change, right? Change. This is the actual official Orthodox icon of resurrection. Not the one that's coming from the Western uh, imagination, but this is what it is because I am trembling death by death. I am over the gates of Hades, right? And what I'm chaining, I'm putting devil, Satan in chains. And that's exactly, if you, if you look at this, if you can imagine this, this, this icon and read this, this text, you see that it's right there, right? So if you remove Nineveh and put Satan, who will grieve over you? Who will, who will seek comfort? You're, you're, you're done. You're done. So and then, okay, like Abuna, he's not done. He's working, he's, 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 he's very strong and we're all struggling and we're all going through the, the, the pain of, of the work of evil, right? But that's because we are weak, right? As the church father said that, that, that Satan is like what? A chained lion, right? He's a lion, like St. Peter said, but that lion has been what? In a chain. If you go close to him, he will devour you. But if you are protected in the blood of Christ, if you understand what does it mean to have the Eucharist, if you understand, as we said in, in, in Nahum 1, good <coughs> is the Lord, <coughs> a refuge in the time of trouble. If we have him that as the refuge, then that lion will never be able to, to touch us. Right? So here he's saying that that you know who will who will who will seek comfort over Satan? He's done. He's done. That Nineveh is 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 destroyed. And then he goes on to another thing which is very, very important also. The next passage, which is, are you better than Thiba? Are you better than? 
No Amun, which is which is Tiba in 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 Egypt in in Luxor. That's where they see. That's where the Karnak is right now. But but <coughs> there is an important message in this in this passage here. Who defeated? As I was saying, who defeated Egypt at that time? The Ninevites, the Assyrian, right? So they're saying that you didn't you didn't take an example of that and take a lesson from the thing. You didn't take a lesson from that, right? You were so proud of yourself and you were so uh, thinking of yourself that you are stronger than everybody. And, and what you did to Egypt is exactly the same thing that will be done to you. So you're not listening. You're not taking a lesson from the history. Okay. By the way, the, 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 the description of, 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 of the area in Egypt at that time, which is again, surrounded by, 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 by the, the Nile River, as it says, and uh, very uh, secure and uh, secure also with, uh, with the ally, alliance of, of Ethiopia and of Libya and of uh, uh, Tunisia. And, and so whether it's, it's the nature or the actual army that is surrounding the area, they were very, very strong. But with that strength, they were, they were actually still being able to be defeated by the Assyrian. So saying that you didn't read that, you didn't benefit from that, right? Are you better than them? That's what he's saying in, in a way of being sarcastic. Like, are you better than them? Don't you remember what you did to them? The same thing will be done to, to you also. And that's another thing of, of us also looking into our relationship with each other, right? Lots of times when we, when we are, are uh, kind of, 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 you know, not being able to see, or maybe we are hurting somebody else, not knowing that the time can come around and you will be also what? under the same pressure, right? So be careful. That's why he's saying, here, are you better than Thebes? Did you remember what you did to them? You know what? That will be coming back to you again. So don't think that you were out and you were, you were, you were uh, able to, 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 to protect yourself from that. And that's why that next passage is just that, that visual, uh, uh, comparing between what they done to Egypt and what will be done to them. Again, if you remember, as we said before, this is about hundreds years before the actual fall of Nineveh, right? So this is not just like it's, it happened already. No, he's actually painting a picture of something that will happen later on, but very detailed picture, very detailed picture. Yes. In what way? That's, it's not karma, it's just, it's just the, 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 the judgment of God and the just of God. I can't say if it's the same principle or not. The, the idea again, that, that at one point, you know, and that, that's what the scripture even said, right? So, you 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 can't you can't you'll read this again tomorrow in 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 the Pauline epistle tomorrow. 
if you if you are uh, treating people in a certain way, that, that that's exactly what will what will happen to you. So it's not the principle; it's it's the just of God, right? And God might give you one and two and three and four and five times of of opportunity of a chance, right? But then at the end, you will be actually, you know, if you do not repent and if you're not aware of that, then this is what will happen to you, right? In, uh, in 2 Corinthians 9, that's what we'll read tomorrow. But this I, I say, he who, sow, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully, right? So let us, let each one give as he purpose in his heart, not grudgingly or necessitively. So whatever you do, that at one point it will come back to you. It will come back to you again, right? And he continues with that. Uh, <coughs> description of what is happening to Nineveh. And again, more, more details yet. She became an exile. He's talking about, about uh, Egypt still at that time. But then go on again with, with, with the description. You will also be drunken. You will go into hiding. You will seek refuge from the enemy. All your fortresses are like fig trees. The, all the, the strength that you had would just be like fig trees. Anybody will shake the fig trees. The fig will, will, will fall into the, into the mouth of those who are waiting. You'll be very, very easy prey. That's what he's trying to say. All the wealth and all the strength and all the, 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 the power that you have is not going to be what? Going to be nothing. Behold, your troops are women in your midst. The gates of your land are wide open to your enemies. This verse is very important, actually, because we can, we can look at this from different meaning. The gates of your land are wide open to your enemies. For us, if we, if we apply this, so this is, again, for... Nineveh, the gates will be wide open, right? So if, if they, we, as we said before, the gates are uh, uh, a way of protection, of boundaries, right? So if the gates are open, wide open to enemies, what will happen? Exactly, exactly. So if we apply this, as we said, we apply this to the enemy. If we apply this to ourselves, what are the gates? What are our gates? Our senses, exactly. Our senses. So if our senses are open, it would be very easy what? Devoured, right? So in a way, that's also something to look at, but be careful because that was the axis of, and the destruction of Nineveh, right? In a way, on the other hand, you, you, read, you read about Jerusalem and all the, the gates after, especially after the, the building <coughs> and the rebuilding of the, of the walls, that it was all secure, right? All secure. So the, the walls of Jerusalem are secure, and God is the one who secures them, versus the walls of the enemy are what? Wide open. Right? So, and then another, another description of, of the, 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 the situation that they reached. Again, Nineveh was right by the, what, by the river, right? And now here in verse 14, it says what? You'd actually draw water for the siege because you don't that that, that river is going to be gone. You just need to make sure you have water and, and 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 store it because the siege will come and you know you don't have access to to the water to the river, right? So that's how how desolate. That's how 
bed you'll be at, right? The source of water that's coming in will be cut off, right? And that's exactly what the, what the enemy does for us, right? And that's the always say that this is the actual strategy, strategy against big cities, right? And that's what they did in the Old Testament. If they wanna take a city, just cut off the water supply. Very easy, you don't have to do anything else. Just block the, 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 the channels, the canals of the water and just leave them. <laughs> right? And you see, that's the same strategy also that's happening with us, right? For us, the water is what? Is a drink water. <laughs> the water is? The Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit. And you see that, that, that the enemy and the devil is trying as much as, the, as he can and as strong as he can to cut the supply of the water of the Holy Spirit into our lives. Okay? Again, he's not going to tell you don't go to church. He's not going to tell you don't read. He's not going to tell you don't do, don't do everything. But I will do what? I'll leave you to be dehydrated as we were talking last Sunday or the Sunday before. Okay. I read and I don't understand anything. And so I'm not gonna read anything. I pray and I feel like you know, my, my, my words doesn't even reach the ceiling that I'm standing under. So I'm not gonna pray anymore, right? I come to liturgy and my mind is all over the place. I'm not gonna come anymore. Cutting the supply of water, right? And because we're so Vulnerable, we try to find any kind of water to fill that dryness. And we all know what happens when we do that, right? So be careful. You know, when we read this, actually God is explaining to us the strategy of the enemy and strategy of fighting the enemy also, right? Because we said that what they, what they did to others, that was done to them. And what the enemy did in order to seize and to put any city under <coughs> captivity is cutting the supply of water. So be careful, be careful. When we are under whatever kind of struggle or attacks or, or challenges, just, just think, what is, what is behind it? Is really the devil is really trying to cut the water supply? A lot of times we get so confused and so entangled with, with, with the surface problem, not knowing that there is actually much deeper strategy. There is a strategy. Again, remember chapter one, there is a plot. There is a plot. So always try to keep this water channels what? Open. Open. As we were saying with Aksa yesterday, remember? Just give me water, give me blessing. The land is desolate. The land is good. Yes, thank you for the land, but the land is going to, to dry without water. And that becomes, <coughs> excuse me, a big part of our prayers. That's what we should pray for. Because without the Holy Spirit, without the water, we'll never be able to do anything. And it's very obvious here that this is one of the biggest strategies that, that was done. And that's why God is dealing with them in the same way that they dealt with the others. Draw water for the siege. Strengthen your forts, go into the clay, tread them, do whatever you want to do. Take hold of the brick mold, but no judgment is coming regardless. These all things are like making or like trying to, 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 to bring back any kind of strength, any kind of, of, of hope. 
But you know what? There will the fire devour you. The sword will cut you off. It will devour you like a locust multipliers. And then goes on into, into more details about the, the, I was reading about this, the locust actually during the cold time, they will all gather together and, and hide by the wall. But then once the sun comes out and the heat comes out, they will scatter. So he's saying like, that's what will happen to you. You know, once the sun will come, once the tribulation will come, once, once the strength will come, you will be scattered all over the place. You have no strength. Your princes and your leaders and your, they're all like a bunch of, bunch of locusts, right? Not able to do anything. Your shepherds also asleep. Your nobles slumber. He's saying like, again, there is no, again, if we take this specific about the, the kingdom of evil, he's saying to them, they are, you're all be what? Exposed. You'll all be what? Gone. All your nobles, all your commanders, all your shepherds, all your army will be destroyed, will be scattered. There is no easing your heart, your hurt. Your wound is grievous. All who hear the news about you clap their hands over you. People just clap their hands because Nineveh is what? That's exactly what's written in, but against Babel. In where? Revelation, exactly. Sakhatat, Sakhatat, Babel, right? Babel, Babel is destroyed. And all the nations are clapping because of the fall of the, of the end. So as much as this is very, very graphic and very like in details of, of things like, you know, why do we need to know all this? <coughs> I think it's important actually to know this, especially when you look at this, at this is the work of God against the enemy, against the devil. And becomes very, very encouraging as much as it becomes very, again, frightening when it says, you know what, the Lord is against you. But it becomes very encouraging because all those things are things that are taking control of us. Killing, robbing, adultery, lying, depending on, 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 on charms and on evil. All those things are things that we are all struggling with. Those are all things that the whole world is struggling with. So when you hear that all those things are falling in front of the Lord, it's very, very encouraging. So don't look at this like, wow, this is, this is a horrible God. <laughs> what is he doing? Killing people and people are stumbling over, over bodies and this, this. What kind of God is that? No, this is actually happening to whom? To evil. And that's exactly what happened when we say, you know what? Where is your sting or death, right? This is what happened when we were talking about the, the icon of the, of, the, of the resurrection, that he is he's stepping over devil and Satan. He's putting him into chains and freeing Adam and Eve and freeing everybody from hell into, into paradise, right? So this is for us to live. As we said early on in the beginning of the book of Nahum, this is an example for each one of us. As much as it's example for individual or a city or a country or a whole world, this is the example of people who leave the repentance and walk into, into inside the kingdom of, 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 of evil, but knowing what, this cannot continue like that, right? And if we are really under that bondage, under the authority of evil, no, there is hope. As we're saying, there's better hope. Here, it's very, very clear here. There is hope that I will come and stand against you and I will let you 
go through this and this and this. I will basically destroy you. That's exactly what St. Paul says when he says what? The old things are, are gone. Everything is new. So why we are stuck under the bondage of the enemy and say, no, I cannot get out of it. Why? Why we always have the picture of that, that, that huge tyrant that is in control of everything and he, is, he has us in his hands and there's no way under or there's no way out of this because we don't know the power of the Lord of hosts who said that I am against you. So in, <clears throat> in practicality, how can I really use this as, as something for me? How can I use the book of Nahum as something for you as we are finishing Nahum now? I think it's as simple as being always under the protection of the King of hosts, the Lord of hosts. That means daily with him. That means I'm thinking about him. That means I am guarding my gates. That means I know that there's a plot always against me. That means that I am empowered by his body and by his blood. I, I really wish that we can put things into practical life. Yes, it's a good study, but if, unless I really realize out of this study that there is actually hope for me, that I'm not, I'm not created and, and put on this earth to struggle all my life under the bondage of the enemy. No, Nineveh will be what? Destroyed. How? Just, just, just pray for that. As simple as that is. Make your mind and say, no, I cannot be under the, the, the enemy, the bondage of the enemy. I cannot be under the control of the, of the enemy all the time. Because there is the stronger who can come and bind the strong and what? Take his, his prey, right? That's God himself. So I really want, you know, maybe, maybe just go through the three chapters again. But the one thing that I really want is to, is to know, realize from the beginning again, that God is jealous. And because he's jealous, he's doing all those things. This is all based on his jealousy. Jealousy out of love, not jealousy out of just being in control. No, you are mine. That's what he says. And because of that, I'm willing and I will go and I will, I will take revenge, right? As he said, he's avengers. Not against people, but against Satan. Satan. Again, Nahum means what? Comfort, right? Consolation. And that comes from God. So if we are really frightened by the enemy, look at this again. Look what he can do to the enemy. And as we said last time, when he does think, he does it what? Right. When he, when he destroys, he destroys. Right? So keep this in mind. Keep praying about it. And then put it into action, put it into the action of actually living that victorious life, right? Oh, it's, it's a lie. As he said today, Nineveh is what? Full of lie, full of lie, full of blood. The big lie is, you know what? You have no way out of this, that you are going to be the way you are every day, every year, every time. There's just the same boring life, the same uh, defeated life, the same, you know, Hopeless life, that's what it is. And we, we, we start to believe this and we start to live like that, right? And we do it to, to the point that we don't even have hope in eternity. 
like I have no idea what's going to happen to me. We're just like we're just living our days day after day, and who knows? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Look at this again and see, like this is all God's power in order to destroy the enemy, and that is for each one of us to live it. The problem again is the the main thing out of this today is you know the, that point of that the enemy is trying to cut off the water. <laughs> So go back again to your water supply. Go back again to how you can be in touch with the Holy Spirit. That's what we pray every day in the Psalm, what? 50. Renew your Holy Spirit in me. We say it a billion times, but we don't even believe it or pay attention to what we're praying. Right? Renew. That's what we say in the, in the third hour when we pray it. But if we pray this really faithfully, You'll see that there is there is something coming out of that. The water will start to to pour again and to flow again. Five minutes over, sorry, but uh, you know maybe just extended five more minutes if anybody has questions or comments about about the whole book in general. I hope that exposes us to some kind of, of of a new study, right? New text, different text. But as you see that, <laughs> that it's very, very relevant to each one of us, right? Questions? Lots of thinking. Yes, I think it's, it's more of thinking, more of just kind of letting the word settle and praying about it and, and applying it in our lives. It's, it's that, that's thank God for, for the opportunity to, to learn together. You know, I, I, I'm the first one who's learning from studying like that, such a study, because it's again, it opens, opens the door for any for, for lots of things. And that's the work of the Spirit, definitely, with, with, uh, with His grace. So, thank God for that. Uh, as I said, uh, next week we'll start, uh, we'll switch to the New Testament and we'll take the book of Galatians, the epistle of St. Paul to the Galatians. Uh, another very important, this is yes, thank you. Thank you. Really, this is the, the this is should be the official icon of 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 a resurrection. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys can see it. In, uh... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but that's what we're talking about. This is the official. Uh, icon of, 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 of resurrection, because again, it's, it's the power of God standing over the doors of Hades. Satan is under uh, chain and then taking all the righteous with him. Okay. Yeah. The doors are crossed also, like those are the doors of Hades. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's Adam and Eve. And then. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll share it with the people online, right? Just so next, <coughs> next week, God willing, we'll do the, 
the book start the book of Galatians. Uh, it's a very very uh, heavy book also, but it's very important to understand it and to really. This is what we're talking about, guys. If you're still online with us, this is the the official Orthodox icon of of resurrection. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, a, it's full of full of lessons, full of lessons for sure. Yes. So God willing, we'll, uh, we'll continue or we'll start Galatians. Next time might be just an intro to the whole book and why and where and uh, ins and outs. So it's the key for every epistle is just the introduction. And then we'll move on with this guy. Okay. Thank you all. And uh, hope you enjoyed that study. And uh, let's uh, dig deeper into the word of God. Okay. Let's pray. Father Lord, hear us when we pray, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy May the love of God the Father, grace of His only begotten Son, the community of the Holy Spirit, with you go in peace. Peace be with you all. Amen. Have a good night. Good night, online people. Thank you, Abuna. Thank you, Mona. Thank you. Good night, Abuna. Good night. Thank you. <clears throat>